Hello, my name is Scott Bradley, and this is Scott Scott Podcast, and I'm joined by John James. John James, how are we, my man? I'm fine, how are you? I'm very well, as you can imagine. So, we'll kick off the show by talking about the Celtic game. Celtic drew one each with Mullerwell on Wednesday night, and Celtic yet again, JJ, another controversial penalty. Never in a million years was that a penalty. Very, very soft. I've actually, I've actually seen the penalty from three different angles, right? Mm-hmm. And see from three different angles, I've came up with two different opinions. The, see the initial angle, the, the, one, the one I showed you first, mm-hmm. that's not a penalty. The second angle, I can see why it's given. But then I've I seen a further angle where it was recorded from a fan's phone and he was recording it from the stand. Mm-hmm. And it's, you actually see Callum McGregor put his knee into them, but put his leg in front of the model player and lean into him. So, I don't I, think that's a penalty at all. Yeah, I can see where you come from, where, like, see from the referee's angle, I can understand why he would give it, but when you look back at the footage, that was very, very soft and never was that a penalty. And I, re- I do actually feel really sorry for Motherwell. Like, they you, were... You've seen the reaction? Yeah. You've seen the reaction from Stephen Robinson when it was given? Mm-hmm. He just turned, he just turned away and he was laughing. Yeah, so Motherwell have obviously complained to the SFA compliance officer about this because that's two games where Celtic me given two penalties where they were never having a million years penalties. And yeah, Motherwell hard done by yet again. But yeah, Celtic overall, um, they, they created a number of chances but failed to really take most of them. And see when I got that text off you when I was at the game on Wednesday, you said it looks the own goal and I was like... Oh, and then I was telling some of the guys around me, I still think getting beat one now. And then man, you get outside Ibrox, I find out all oh, one each. I'm like, typical. And that's 66 games unbeaten for Celtic. So as the the juggernaut rolls on, and so what do you see happening with uh, this uh, complaint that Motherwell made to the compliance officer? Oh. Do, you, do you see it going anywhere? Well, Motherwell have tried their best to not be offensive in what they're saying, even though I'm pretty sure other clubs would have been saying it in a lot less nicer terms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they he, they were saying obviously the two big decisions have affected two big two big games and and it's in a row so it's not even as if it's been like a month apart or whatever it's been literally of like four days or something apart mm-hmm. so the SFA need to answer these questions because both of those decisions have had a major effect in two big games but one in a cup final and one at the top end of the table so something needs to be done because the referees clearly. <laughs> not up to standard. Yeah, I know we we said it last week in the pod. Well, a couple of days ago, a couple of days ago in the pod, standard of refereeing in Scotland is abysmal. It's really, really poor, and it, I don't see it getting any better. Uh, like we remember, obviously we spoke about this. Um, remember back when the referees went on strike and then we brought in foreign referees. I didn't. I don't recall one of them having a bad game. Uh, they were all decent. Fairly st- uh, decent. A decent standard of refereeing. Uh, they all. Uh, they all put in a decent shift, but. Yeah, like as we we're saying, though, something has to be done about this. And Brendan Rodgers does not help the matters at all by constantly defending his players, saying that he's got a, a group of honest players and he's not coming out and saying what it is. Because what's been on the last two games is unacceptable. And Charlie Nicholas, ex Celtic player, even said that Brendan Rodgers is not being honest and he blasted him for it. And that speaks volumes and he, and, when. In his post match. In his post-match interview, Brendan Rodgers was asked a question, and he turns, he looks to the left, he makes, he make, he makes a, has a wee smile, and then says, it's a penalty. Mm-hmm. He knows fine well it's not a penalty. Mm-hmm. And he knows fine well 
and it's, this is this is all stemming from Celtic. See that see last season, uh, Alex died against Celtic, and they got the penalty, and then Ross County equalised. And ever since Brendan Rodgers went off and won at the referees, and Celtic made the complaints and all that. When when has Celtic not been given a major decision? Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's Every only. 50. See this. I, I've I've been saying this. I've been seeing it on social media. Celtic fans seem to think they're hard done by. They they they, they talk about agendas being against them, and. But you can't argue with the fact that every 50-50 decision that could possibly go, Celtic get it. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, see, so, ever, yeah, ever since then, ever since that decision, Celtic have pretty much had all decisions go in their favour. I think it's an absolute joke. And I found it funny what Scott Brown said after the game. He said, we're the victims, they were throwing troops at us, the Motherwell fans are throwing troops. Like, <laughs> come on, <laughs> really. Yeah, but the juggernaut rules out. I think, I think Scott, Scott Brown's is Scott Brown's pandering there because I mean, if you ask any any fullback, any winger from any club in Scotland who is going down the wing of an opposition side, they get abuse. They get all sorts of they get all sorts hurled at them. It's not just Celtic, but he's saying Celtic get stuff thrown at them every single game, which is a downright lie. Mm-hmm. It's just a complete lie, and. Do you not think the opposition fans? Do you not think we'd say, oh, an example is close to home, Arnold? Do you not think Shea Wogan gets plenty of abuse when he goes down that that wing when he's at Parkhead? Oh, yeah, I can imagine so. So, and you see it all the time, you see it all the time with him, you see every time we play Celtic, Celtic fans are always up, up standing to give him abuse. So, I think Celtic are Scott Brown's throwing stones when he lives in a glass house. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's fairly evident and that Celtic's unbeaten run is not going to last. Like, two minutes away, they were two minutes from that unbeaten run coming to an end. And then, if Mullow had ended it, if Mullow had ended it, no one, no one would have deserved it more. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And can you imagine and that, though? Again, they get a third chance this weekend, but... I can, I can see Celtic beat them uh, tom- uh, tomorrow. I can see that happen. But could you imagine that, though? Celtic's unbeaten run comes to an end due to... One of their players scoring that own goal, Lustig scoring that own goal. Can you imagine that? How that would be eating away at him for ages, like as it would anybody. Yeah. So, Mullerwell last two games very very unlucky, and as we we're just saying, Celtic. I don't know. Something needs to happen. Like Mullerwell, it, it, watch this though. The SFA will turn a blind eye to this. They will. And Scott Sinclair still not being punished. <laughs> still not being punished. I, I don't care. I, this might be called being pedantic and all this, but see, normally when a player scores a goal and then shushes the opposition fans, do you not get booked for that? Because that's gesturing towards. That's you, like yeah, that's you winding them up. That's you provoking them. And I'm pretty sure that we have seen a number of bookings over the last couple of seasons for players doing the exact same thing. And you see it any time Celtic come to Ibrox, how many times do they try and wind up the Rangers support? Any time they score a goal, they literally, look at Lee Griffiths, when he scored the, that second goal earlier on this season at Ibrox, ran all the way up to the Ibrox support, and he's winding us up. The whole, and it was pretty much the whole uh, first team doing it. It's it's ridiculous how they get away with this kind of stuff. And also Griffiths wiping his nose with the Rangers corner flag. It's, it's so disgusting and embarrassing. It really, really is. Uh, but yeah, it just shows you. Nothing's been said by the SFA about Scott Sinclair's blatant dive. The, the, SF, the SFA's silence over what's happened in the last two games is absolutely deafening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's setting a, it's setting a, pre, a precedent now that if, if they pull any other any other clubs for doing exactly what Celtic have done, then the, the club's going to quite rightly appeal it because Celtic haven't been punished. 
Yeah, I know, I know. And as we we're just saying about Rogers, like he's not going really, to. It's ridiculous how he's not coming out and calling it for what it is. It's the unbeaten run will come to an end, and I've, as you said, Mullerwell. If that ended, if the unbeaten run ended on Wednesday night, Mullerwell absolutely would have deserved it. So um, we'll move on uh, from Celtic, and we'll speak about the Rangers Aberdeen game, which I've been choking to speak about. So I'll say all my points first, then you'll uh, say yours. So Rangers beat Aberdeen three 0 on Wednesday night. Um, I thought it was a fantastic performance from start to finish. Um, it was a stonewall penalty. Um, I don't know why Tanzi lunged in like that. Um, at the time, I was surprised that uh, we got it because refereeing decisions have went against us the majority of for so far this season. I, I was really surprised we got it. Tavernier took it well, and then Carlos Pena scored. Great finish. Um, Pena, I don't know what it is. I think it's like five goals in five games. But Pena, overall, he doesn't contribute a lot. He's got a lot of weaknesses about him. But the guy scores. He scores goals, and he's good at, at getting on the end of things. So... I'll give him credit there. The third goal was offside, but you can admit yourself, the game's already done and dusted at that point. Um, we lined up with a 4-4-2 diamond uh, system, and Ross McCorry was playing holding mid. I thought Ross McCorry was absolutely outstanding. Um, I don't think any of the players had a bad game. Ryan Jack, in my opinion, he strolled the game. I thought he was outstanding. He had a point to prove, and he was up for it. Um, Graham Murthy has got the team selection system absolutely spot on. Play the players showed a lot of fight, a lot of determination, which which we've not shown in recent weeks. And the players are really up for the occasion, which I was over the moon to see. And Kenny Miller worked really really hard. And didn't he tried he caused he didn't really cause Aberdeen defence a lot. Very lucky not to get booked though. Yeah, he did he did he didn't cause Aberdeen defence a lot of problems, but he worked really really hard. Um, yeah, and Tansy though, by the way, he had an absolute shocker getting hauled off in the first half. What did you make of Tansy's performance? Well, apparently Tansy, Derek McInnes has said today in the pre-match thing for the weekend, he's saying that Tansy is out for the weekend with a groin strain. Whether I know that the, whether we can, whether the groin strain is real or he's just getting dropped. But McInnes is saying he's injured. I said to you on Wednesday, Tansy's, Tansy's not lived Tansy's up to it. He's not lived up to all the Tan hype. Tansy has completed three passes in 40 minutes. Really? Yep. That's that's really poor. Like You were, you were kind of putting up some sort of defence for him on Wednesday. but he deserved, to be, he deserved to be in the team for the game against Rangers because the game, his performance against Kilmarnock was not... It was, a, it was a very much improved performance from what he'd done from his performance against Muddle. He improved against Kilmarnock. And then you could tell early on, as soon as that penalty, that as soon as that penalty came about, that was his, his confidence gone. Yeah, that's such a I, I, I had sympathy. I had sympathy for him for the penalty because that def the, def the defensive clearance was just a shocker. And then he had he put himself in a position where he had to do something. And then it's just an unfortunate incident, but he's he's had to do something, and he's ended up catching hope. So overall, what did you make of Aberdeen performance? Honestly, mate, I thought I was real surprised at how poor you were. Like I felt it was all the occasion, and that was how I got to. I don't understand why we've lined up with three at the back again when we know we know that we can't play three at the back. I don't understand why we've we've hit, we've sat off Rangers when Rangers are not a side that we should have been going to Ibrox to fear because teams like Hamilton and Dundee have showed that if you have a go at Rangers, they're still fragile. 
So I don't understand why we haven't done that. And I think a lot of Aberdeen fans are expecting on, uh, on Sunday that the team selection is going to be better. We're going to play wingers this time. We're going to play four at the back. And we're actually going to have a go. Because one of the only players that gets past marks in that game for me, one, the main player that gets past marks in that game in that game is Shinny. Because Shinny was just... He was the only player in the midfield that was actually doing anything. Do you know what and I think? Do you know you're, as you're talking you're about... When you're playing alongside Tanzi, when you're playing alongside Tanzi for as long as he did, Shinny was pretty much doing it all by himself. See what you're saying earlier on there. Booking, his booking was ridiculous, by the way. <laughs> see what you're saying earlier on that, there. That shitty booking was horrible. I see what you're saying earlier on there, right? Obviously about McInnes getting his uh, team selection and tactics wrong. I feel as though when, see when it comes to really big games, I think Dent McInnes overthinks it. Well, he's, he, tink, he tinkers with the team when, we play the, when we've played big games this season. I'm not buying into this whole... Aberdeen fans seem to be saying McInnes always bottles big games when I think if you look at from when he took over McInnes has actually won more big games than he's lost however this season the big games we've played he's messed with the, he's messed with the team and we've lost all of them we lost against Celtic we lost against Mullow in the uh, quarterfinal we've lost at Ibrox and we lost against Apollon in the Europa League and that's all after he's changed the side mm. I think he should just go he should go back to a 4 2 3 one at Pataudry and you'll see a much improved Aberdeen <clears throat> but yeah, I was I was surprised overall. And then Ryan Christie taking the half towards the end of the game, getting himself sent off. Daft move from him, in my opinion. Ryan, Ryan Christie, you could see he was getting frustrated. There was a there was a lot of there was a lot of niggling challenges getting made on him as well that were going unpunished. And then I think he's it's just all came to head when he's lost the ball, and then he's just he's just lost the head. And he's still a young player, so that's obviously what he's gonna have to learn from. Yeah, because obviously he's going to miss the game this Sunday, and yeah, see if you're going to line up four four two then, right? How would you line up then, right? Because Christie's if also was, not going to be there. I, I would be, but who would you I play it right? If I was playing a four two three one, I'd be playing. I would actually be playing the back four. The, see, see the defence that played against Rangers. Mm-hmm. I'd put them with a four at the back. I'd, have, I'd still have Arneson. I'd still have McKenna. I'd have Logan as a right back. I'd, I would I would settle with having Constantine as a left back just purely because Shinny want, I want Shinny in midfield I want Shinny in midfield I'd probably end up playing Mc, McLean at centre centre mid just even though I thought he was okay, he done okay where he was where he was playing even though he had to drop deep to get the ball uh, I'd actually bring Scott Wright into the side to play on the wing if he's fit I would play Gary McKay Stephen on the other wing and I'd probably play Greg Stewart through the middle mm. and have. Stevie May up front. Like on it, but I was just I was absolutely stunned that how well we played. Do you know what I, th- I think though? Right, just say it was used that scored early on. I think the Rangers players would have crumbled, and then used would have went on to win the game. It was that early goal that gave the Rangers players that confidence and belief to go right. Let, we can do this here. We can actually win this. And see when it came to half time. When it was 2-0, I was considering texting you, and I was like, no, I don't, because I know what Rangers are like, because usually it starts setting halves, but Rangers, you seen, you, we, crumble, we crumble and we play really poorly, but we, we managed to cope with it. Hmm? As soon as we brought a winger on, as soon as Mackay Stevens was on the park, I don't even think it was 30 seconds in before he was clean for a goal. Yeah, like, <clears throat> you, overall in the game, you just didn't really cause us any problems. I thought we defended brilliantly. I was like that was probably the best no, defensive performance we've had all season. Of, I don't think it was a case of Rangers done 
done their job. It was a good hour in Pearl didn't do their job in going forward. We had nothing going forward. Yeah, I, I, would, I would say you're being a bit... I think you're being a, being a bit harsh there. Because well, like, you need to give the Rangers defence credit where it's due. Well, it's, Alves it's was outstanding. Hmm? It's easy to play against one striker. Like, we, didn't, we, didn't, we didn't give Rangers anything to think about. But like well, see, like it's the, that goes down to as well. With Seabrook and Alves playing that defence, he brings leadership to that defence. He brings leadership and experience, and it was great to see him back in the side. And Tavernier, I thought that was his best performance in a Rangers jersey, and God knows how long he was on fire. He defensively he was brilliant. Going forward he was brilliant. I was just really really impressed overall. And yeah, it was it was a great occasion. And do you know what I actually it felt? Really good to hear the Rangers fans sing uh, too effing easy to Aberdeen fans because we've not heard that in a long time at Ibrox. And it, but yeah, it, it felt good, it felt good. And uh, you going this Sunday? Yeah, I doubt I'll be able to get travel and tickets. Mm. Yeah, but what did so over? Were you really separate? So I'm taking, taking it, you were really stunned at how well Rangers played. As, as I said, I said to numerous people when I seen the team lineups, I wasn't that did not fill me with confidence. Yeah, same with me when I seen Josh Windass was playing up top and I was like, oh God, what's going on here? But Josh Windass, I'm, I'm addressing this as well, Josh Windass only looked good because he was playing against a 35-year-old who was just left isolated. See Josh Windass, was, <laughs> I didn't think he had a bad game. You actually made Josh Windass look like he was a he capable was, footballer. He was left He was left isolated when Carrie Arneson, Carrie Arneson against Josh Windass, Josh Windass only has pace, that's all he has. And when you put him up against a 35-year-old, He's, he's going to have him for pace. I don't even we think he's all that fast, if I'm being honest, Wendas. I don't even think he's all that fast. He's still fast in a 35-year-old, though. <laughs> we had no cover for for Carry Arneson at all, and it made it made him look good. Yeah, you were it hyping up Carry Arneson. You were hyping this Carry Arneson up so much, and he was he was terrible. <laughs> Carry Arneson was playing in a free at the back. That's not what you should be. That's not what you should be doing. Now, I was I was surprised that um, as I was saying how poor Aberdeen were I don't know like what it, what it was but McInnes was losing the plot on the touchline he was going mental and I've seen what he said after the game he was or he looked absolutely disgusted so he did he was, he was raging Derek McInnes has to take responsibility for that result I, I don't care what he's trying to say that the players should know the system that he should know the players that that system doesn't suit them and he should be playing to suit our strength. He shouldn't be playing to suit Rangers and set up because we're playing Rangers. He should be setting up to suit us. He shouldn't be focusing on the other team. And he's done that far too many times this season. What did you make of Ryan Jack's performance? I thought Ryan Jack was unchallenged in the midfield. I thought he was, he was up for it. He had a point to prove, mate. You, you know he did. He was right up for that occasion, and he, he, I thought he was fantastic. I was, oh, I was really impressed. And yeah, I mean, I'm sad. I'm not trying to rub it in here, but I'm absolutely buzzing about that result. We really needed that. So just say this Sunday at Pataudry, we beat you again. Just say in convincing fashion, two 0 three 0 or whatever, right? Do you when do you think they, they just ignore all the the Derek McInnes to Rangers speculation, right? Do you if you lose this Sunday and just say you lose the game after Sunday, uh, Sunday, right? Do would you do you think there'll be calls for McInnes to go? I don't think that I don't think Aberdeen fans are that fickle, but the, there would be there would be demands that McInnes would then have to win the fans back again. Because remember last season, I mean, you were on a really really poor run of form. There was Aberdeen fans calling from Eagle, and that just well, boggled my mind. That's the that's the stupid minority. Mm. 
You've always, ever since McInnes came in the club, always, I know I've spoke to you many, many times about it, you're 100% pro McInnes from day one. Obviously, you've, you've criticised him a lot, but you've always been pro McInnes. Yes. Yeah, but let's we'll move on uh, from the, the game. Yeah, overall, fantastic performance. Delighted with it. Graham Murray, uh, criticised him for, uh, last Friday. No, uh, for last Friday's game and the Hamilton game, obviously. But he got tactics, team selection spot on. And if that's his... A send off. If this Sunday's going to be send off and we get a result, that's a nice way for him to go back to the, the under twenties. So, yeah, absolutely like that. Great win for Rangers. Very dominant performance. And uh, we'll move on and we'll speak about Dent McInnes. It's, <laughs> the topic just fails to go away. Like it's just all over the media. It's Dent McInnes' name branded with Rangers constantly. But Alex Ray uh, came out. Uh, I think it was yesterday and said, according to a couple of sources that he'll be surprised if Derek McInnes is not Rangers manager by next week. Everyone, everyone's got these sources, apparently. Sources have been saying for the last month that he's pretty much already in the hot seat. Well, when I seen that, that gave me a wee bit of hope, so it did. I don't see how any comment Alex Ray make gives anyone hope, considering that's exactly what he said three weeks ago. No, he, no to be fair, right, see, a, a week ago he never came out and said, my sources are telling me this. He, he said... I think he'll be the manager, but now he said he spoke to a couple of people uh, who are very credible, according to him, and he said he'll be surprised if I finish not manager I've next seen week. The statement, I've seen the statement, or a couple of the people that Rangers are looking at are under contract at clubs, and then everyone instantly jumps to McInnes when there's a lot more managers that are under contract with clubs. It's not just one man. So I think Rangers fans are putting all their eggs in one basket again and could end up disappointed. I'm getting excited, Am. Like, that gave me a bit of hope, so... Dent McInnes is definitely not out the ruling just yet because we said on Wednesday, it, as you said, it looks like it's dead water just now, but now it's starting to pick up again. And surely you can admit that yourself. Like, it's starting to pick up now. But we'll just need to wait and see. We'll just need to wait and see what happens. But the, the EGM, though, I thought it was going to be very fiery and, and all that kind of stuff, but it really wasn't. I was winning that game just took off the, the steam a bit, I think. If we lost that game and it just said, you beat us 3-0 and hammered us, that EGM would have been fiery and tense. But uh, apparently, from what I got told, it was a very cordial, uh, pleasant EGM. It was very professional, and that's what that's what I heard. So, yeah, um, this Sunday's going to be massive. I mean, like, I, like, I said in the podcast, I think it'll be one each, but that result, hopefully, will give the team a bit of confidence and we can kick on and hopefully make it the double, do a, do a double over the Dons. Because remember last time at Pataudry, um, I think that was the, your debut on the podcast, um, where we beat you 3 out at Pataudry, even though we didn't deserve it, I can admit that. <laughs> we did not deserve that, it was just uh, like 10 minutes of madness. But yeah, so how do you see the game going this Sunday, considering what I'm happened expect- on Wednesday? I'm expecting a huge reaction from the players. I'm expecting that McInnes is going to line up in a team that is actually going to go out there and prove a point and prove that that performance was not befitting of a club like Aberdeen. And I think that we're going to, I think and I hope that Aberdeen are going to come out and they're going to prove a point we're going to win the game. And I'm still sticking with the original uh, prediction I made and that's 2-1 Aberdeen. Uh, so I'm still sticking with uh, my original prediction, uh, one each. I'll be, I wouldn't be angry at a draw, but I'll just, I wouldn't be happy about it either. Um, but yeah, it'll be it's going to be an interesting game to say the least. Um, half twelve kick off on Sky it's Sports. It's going to be a game where the big characters in Aberdeen's changing room are going to have to actually come up, turn up this game. Mm. Because Aberdeen have good players and Aberdeen have players that can hurt 
that can hurt Rangers and can hurt any team in the league. It's just a case of, a case of them turning up and playing the right system. Yeah, I, like see, I, I think Graham Martin knows. Right, and you should stick with the same team, that four four two diamond. But I would, that's what I would, I would, I would not make any changes. Stick with that team, and I, I had concerns going into that game because obviously Morales was out, and we coped absolutely fine uh, without him. So yeah, I would stick with the same team. Graham Martin knows that, and yeah, I think next week Rangers will appoint a manager. That's that's what McKenna said. Maybe a week or two. No, no, McKenna. Sorry, that's what Dave King said. Um, maybe a week or two. That's when the manager will get announced. So. Yeah, it will be interesting. So, is there any other stuff we need to cover? I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, no, I don't think there is. No, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, but yeah, we'll also just discuss Brendan Rodgers and what's happening with uh, <coughs> him and him coming out and uh, defending his players. And but yeah, Celtic Motherwell on Saturday. Imagine that Motherwell do it. They they will <laughs> they will one hundred percent deserve it. What I want, what I want to happen. Is I want Lily Moult to score a last minute worth at Parkhead, run past the Celtic fans and shush them, and then dive into the Motherwell end, and then let's see if he gets booked. And if he gets booked, that's an absolute joke. Yep, you're right. You're absolutely right. Because you can't, you can't book, you cannot book Lily Moult for shushing Celtic fans if Scott Sinclair done that on Wednesday night. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So right before we go, I'll just uh, mention obviously the World Cup draw was today, and did you see England's uh, group? Uh, I have no interest in England, so I won't be. Commenting on them. <laughs> well, as you know, I, I like England. I'm going to get a lot of heat for that. But uh, the reason I like them is because they are representing Britain. We're British, so what I want them to do well, I want them to do well, of course. And they, uh, no, no, they, they are not representing Britain. They are. They're, they're, re- they're representing Britain, not. John James. No, they are not. Yes, they if are. England say hypothetically, which will never happen. If England won the World Cup, England would not be coming back to coming back to their country. And being, we have won this for Britain, they would be saying they have won it for England. They are not winning it for you, they're not winning it for me, they'd be winning it for well, themselves. Well, I see, I, see, I see it as though uh, they are representing Britain. And I, I, want, I really want to do well, and they've got, a, they've got an easy group, and a very favourable group, still, so they'll they'll I think they'll get out of it. That group. Hmm? They'll still finish second. Right. Oh, they need to get out of that group. Or else if they, if they fail to get out of that group... They should not be allowed back to the country. <laughs> Simple as. But yeah, eh, I'll let you go, John James. Eh, a pleasure as always. So we'll be back Monday to discuss eh, the weekend's eh, antics and whatnot. Yep. Should be interesting. No doubt about it. Can you imagine Celtic getting another penalty eh, tomorrow? <laughs> and it's a dive. <sighs> Chaos. So I'll let you go, John James. A pleasure as always. And take care, guys. And we will see you Monday. <laughs>